Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 278. Fire. 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 Incredible entrepreneurs share their inspiring journey with you every day on Entrepreneur on Fire. Prepare to ignite now. Here's your host with yet another amazing guest, John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneur on Fire. Entrepreneur on Fire. Entrepreneur on Fire. Hola, Fire Nation. Don't have time to take a call? eVoice ensures it's routed to your voicemail seamlessly. You can even read it as a text message. Go to eVoice.com, enter the promo code FIRE for your 30-day free trial. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Nancy Duarte. Nancy, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am, John. All right. Nancy's passion for creating persuasive presentations changed her life and inspired her to help others tell stories that spark meaningful action. Her journey from failing at public speaking in college to leading the world's best-known presentation firm taught her many lessons to the power of communication to change the world. Given Fire Nation just a little overview, Nancy, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. And then give us an overview of your business. Ah, thanks. Yeah, so we've been around for uh, today, actually, believe it or not, is my 23rd year anniversary here at Dwight. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to have 32 year, so I guess it's a transpose number, wedding anniversary, uh, August 1st. Yes. So got married when I was 18. Joined my husband at his business, actually. He started it in 88. I joined him in 1990. He started it to kind of work from home in his underwear. <laughs> we can't I say that on this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I started to uh, pitch his wares and it, the whole thing exploded and he let me kind of take over his vision. So that was kind of nice. Um, so that's a little bit about me. And then what was the other part of your question? I'm sorry. Uh, your current business. We have 120 people who write and produce presentations for some of the best, best brands and thought leaders in the world. And then when I wrote my first book, um, Slideology, the phone started to ring for training. So I was like, whoa, I'm a capitalist. I'll totally start a business around training. Yeah. And now I have a thriving training organization too. So if, you know, if people want us to give them a fish, we can give them a fish. If they want us to teach them how to fish, we can teach them how to fish too. So all is well in Duarte land here. Oh, love that analogy. And we are totally going to dive more into that later in the interview. But before we do, Nancy, we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So what do you have for us? I have a, a derivative of the golden rule. It's uh, never deliver a presentation you wouldn't want to sit through yourself. Ooh. So that is... Uh, my motivational quote for your audience. I hope they take it to heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you take it to heart because I'm going to be hearing you speak quite shortly at World Domination Summit, I believe. I'm so excited. Yes. Reach out to me. Come and say hi face to face. I definitely will. It's going to be such a great conference. So Nancy, Entrepreneur on Fire is about the journey of entrepreneurs and you're our spotlighted guest today. So I'd love to analyze your journey as an entrepreneur. So obviously we have ups and downs, failures and successes along the way, but right now share with us a failure or a challenge that you had at one point in your journey and how'd you overcome that? Wow, that is a great question. You know, um, 
you, you try to do everything you can and use your brain 24 seven to try to avoid them. But because we work with people and we're human, we can't help but uh, right. you know, step in it every once in a while. And I think that, you know, I only have a, a couple of times where I felt like I really screwed up. Um, my biggest failures sometimes are around relationships. And um, I think that my most recent one is a big one. We just moved into a larger 34,000 square foot building and the contractor the construction company just trimmed some corners cut some corners and we built out this big video studio and they didn't build the hvac right and my sense of injustice like oh my god you know this is wrong i I could google what kind of ducting to put in it and i knew we should have used something different right and so I, i i usually just back off and avoid conflict in this particular case it's such an expensive mistake i I wanted to fight for it. But what happened in the process, I think, is my sense of injustice trumped my desire for peaceful relationships. Mm. And it got to where I couldn't even think of this company's name without it feeling like there was a, you know, 20 pounds. Yeah, like it, it, it started affecting me. And, and here we are in this beautiful space. Employees are just dancing all over the place, sometimes literally. <laughs> <laughs> and I just can't look at it without feeling the little bitter taste in my mouth. And so I finally, finally, finally kind of walked in the video studio and stood in there and sang a song, right? My husband and I both went in there. I don't sing. He's the singer. And we sang a song of forgiveness and release and just getting over it. And my whole being just changed. You know, I thought the battle was against the contractor, but it's really a battle to contend for a video studio that works right. So um, it's, it, I have so many failures, I decided to pick just the most recent one. Yeah, that's <laughs> totally cool. And man, you tell that story so well, because I can picture you in that studio the very first time and just that anger that washed over you and you wanted to lash out and fight back because you poured your heart and soul and, and love into this building. You just wanted it to be as perfect as you knew that you deserved. And when it came back not to be the case, of course, that's going to be difficult. And then you went introspective instead of introspective. So that's just yeah, well, a great I, lesson. I definitely lashed out at them for a very long time. <laughs> so I, I get a C minus in my, well, probably failed. There's only two other kind of business relationships I can point to in 23 years, which some people tell me is a huge success. But I would say this relationship is as close to destroyed as a relationship can be. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I, I blew it. So did you ever get any fixes done to the space from that company or did they just refuse to do anything? What's interesting is I was so worked up because I was going to have a call that day. And so that's why we went in the room and sang because my I get on the phone and I just start to cry um, yeah. <laughs> with this contractor. And we went in and then we had a call later that afternoon and the contractor had this total can-do attitude. They were like, let's not talk about, you know, what's happened. Let's just come up with a solution together. Now, I don't know if that he's going to propose the solution later this week. So I don't know if that means I'm paying for a bunch of stuff or not. But um, he, he had a way, uh, way different attitude. It kind of helped that I had the building owner on the phone. But <laughs> <laughs> either way, my heart went into that conversation Um not perplexed um, and not uh, anxious. So Nancy, before we move away from this totally, and we're just about to, what's one clear lesson, if you could boil it down, that you had from that experience? I think um, my lesson is a reminder. You know, some people get into business for the money. 
Some people get in it for the pleasure of what they do. And my husband and I got into it because we wanted to love and care for a group of people. So, you know, we started this so we could have relationships with amazing people. It's like Jim Collins, get the right people on the bus and then yeah. decide where you want to go. And so I think I lost sight of the fact that I'm in business to create relationship because that's what transcends money. That's what transcends success is deep, meaningful relationships. And I lost sight of that and I paid a price. Thank you for sharing that, Nancy. And let's move out of this now and into the other end of the spectrum, because just like we face anger and failure and challenges so often as entrepreneurs, we also have those aha moments or those light bulbs that go off that we say, wow, this just resonates with me, with my authentic self. And feel free to go at any point in your journey, but still, tell us a story. We want to hear a story about a moment that you had that was an aha-like moment. And what steps did you take to turn that moment into success? I think one of the big things that happened was when the dot-com crash happened. You know, everything was falling down around us. And um, there were a couple companies that owed us a lot of money. They owed us about three months worth of revenue uh, combined. And um, I held all the cards to throw one of them into bankruptcy. I knew enough of the other vendors and I was going to throw them into bankruptcy. And I, I couldn't sleep. It's another one of these conscious kind of moments. I'm getting all esoteric on you, but <laughs> I, um, it was this weird moment where, again, I, I, I was going to I was going to take my injustice, you know, to the bank dog on it. And uh, this guy, uh, I was actually kind of became friends with the CEO. And I remember I called a whole bunch of people for advice and like, yes, throw him into bankruptcy in the Silicon Valley. That's like a stripe of honor or, you know, everybody deserves, you know, if that's what they've done, then they should, you know, I was getting all this counsel. And then a friend of ours said, well, has any, have you ever done something wrong, Nancy? And, and, and people forgave you. And I'm like, yeah, they go, have you been forgiven a lot? where you actually deserved to have something that would be just happen against you. And it would be really painful and disastrous for you. I'm like, yeah. And he said, well, then you shouldn't hold this against this man. And it rang true. It, 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 it hit me as true. So I called this guy and I said, you know what? I go, I'm not going to pursue this. I'm going to release this massive wad of money. (laughs) (laughs) My big request for you is that you pay it forward. And as you, as you get into business, as you get into the valley and you're more and more successful and you have someone else's head over the barrel that you will remember this moment where someone forgave you of a massive debt. And uh, he called me. He was crying on the phone when we were talking. He's like, I've never had anyone talk like this or do this. In fact, we, we exchange emails every couple of years. And he said that was a real defining moment in his life and in his career and with his family, um, which is kind of cool. So it's kind of different story than what you'd expect. So it was like a, a kind of a failure of not watching my receivables because um, I wasn't watching them. It was the heyday. Everybody's doing it. And this particular um, money sat kind of suspended because we were negotiating whether I should get stock in the company instead of cash. And so it was my own fault for letting it go for so long. But um, but it all wound up working out. It all um I'll wind up working out. And I, I'm kind of a believer in reaping what you sow. And so I feel like I sowed that forgiveness. And I tell you, within a month, my phone was ringing off the hook again with business. And I sometimes wonder if I hadn't forgiven, if I would have, uh, if I would have collapsed. I just, I will never know because I, we felt like we did the right thing. Lots of stories on forgiveness today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good theme. And I love when Entrepreneur on Fire interviews take themes and they really start to just 
go over and over them because that really just resonates with the listener because they are hearing different parts of forgiveness and why and different stories that you're telling. And it's all very powerful. And that this pay it forward is something that I love. And it's something that I really am a believer in on so many levels. And I had Michael Stelzner of Social Media Examiner. We had lunch the other day and he was talking about a time when he paid it forward and how that benefited him. And it just seems that every time I hear somebody that's paying it forward, it just seems like it always comes back to them. So it's not like you're giving something up. You're actually going to be benefiting in another area later. Life is about relationships. Work is about relationships. And There's definitely something magical about doing that right. Love that, Nancy. And let's again boil this down to one clear lesson that you had from that aha moment. If you could just sum it up in one sentence, what would it be? You're asking a verbose lady to say something in a sentence. (laughs) Mark Twain, one of the favorite quotes that he has is, I didn't have time to write you a short letter, so I wrote you a long one. Because it's so much easier to write a long letter than it is a short one. I think it would be that you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. Love that. Yeah, karma. What goes around comes around. So, Nancy, you've had some ups. You've had some downs. Your journey has been fraught with peril. It's been pierced with success, all of the above. Have you had an I've made it moment? You know what I would say? It's just been in the last uh, couple years I feel that way. I don't know if it's because I'm a woman or because I was raised in poverty and orphaned and all that stuff. I don't know. And I think so many times as entrepreneurs, we love what we do so much, we sometimes forget to stop and celebrate. Um, But I have an interesting story. You kind of launched with the fact that I did fail speech communication. I got a a C minus in speech communication and a D in English. So I wrote these bestselling books in English about speech communication, which is (laughs) ironic. So all through life, you know, you're you're sitting, I'm walking into rooms telling CEOs what to say. I'm, I'm telling people, no, you don't do it that way. You do it this way. And I'm just this like kid that dropped out of college and just acted like I knew what I was talking about. So after years in these meetings and my, my, my outward story is, wow, she's confident and capable and cap- you know, competent. But the inward stories I told myself is you're an idiot. You couldn't even finish college. You're fooling all these people. They think you have an MBA. I've never lied. If someone asked me, I straight up would tell them, but they're like, I, I would, you know, all this self-talk inside my head was so negative. And so I, um, <laughs> this moment is that, you know, Another parallel story is that so much of what has driven me over the years is that I wanted my my mom particularly to say she's really proud of me. And so um, both of those journeys kind of combined with the school that I dropped out of, University of Southern Mississippi, drop, I dropped out of it. They just gave me an award uh, in April, this April, and it was the Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah big day for me. I presented it. Um, I spoke. There were six different department heads at the university that came and asked me to be a guest lecturer, to come back, to please influence their teams in entrepreneurship and communication, blah, blah, blah. And then what was really interesting is here's this, these words that I've longed for to hear from my mom of I'm proud of you. And she never said she was proud of me. But what happened was we went to dinner and my nieces and nephews couldn't come to the ceremony, but my mom had. And she'd never seen my bio. She's, she's uh, never read my books because she didn't think they were true. <laughs> it's a long story. But anyway. <laughs> She didn't say she was proud of me, but she did something that was a little symbolic ritual that she was. And she stood up in this very fancy restaurant, as fancy as they get in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And she read my bio aloud to all my nieces and nephews. It was the sweetest thing. I mean, I I watched her and I observed her basically telling me she was proud of me. 
So I would say that that closed two doors in my heart. One saying I was stupid, couldn't finish my degree. And the other was my mom does love me and my mom's proud of me. That's another generous story that you shared there, Nancy. I'm really resonating with that as well for multiple reasons. And one thing we love talking about on Entrepreneur on Fire is the journey. And you seem to be very into the journey because you're experiencing the moment, you're letting things go, you're paying it forward. What's your philosophy on the entrepreneur's journey? I think it's threaded through this whole thing. I think that you're happier and more successful if it's about the humans and and the people you care for. So a lot of people, if they had a $22 million firm in the Silicon Valley, it's hot, it's amazing and I have great people, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people would hop in their sports car, spin around the parking lot and pat themselves on the back, right? Well, I have my modest infinity, which is still lovely. Yes. I don't pat myself on the back. My feeling is when I walk, when I drive through my parking lot, it's, oh my God, what an awesome responsibility I have to let these people generate enough income so they can make their car payments. What can I do today to make my staff more successful? It's just a completely different mindset that um, drives me. I don't know if it's because I'm more maternal um, or what, but I just, I don't feel I've ever been in it for me. I've been in it to create an atmosphere where creative people can do their best work and um, them having, you know, financial security is one thing that makes them do their best work because they're not worried. What I love about that, Nancy, is it seems to be such a natural shift for you that now all you are really focused on is how your employees can be successful, how you can enhance their lives. Now, of course, by that happening, your financial situation is going to be enhanced as well. But just as a additive to that, when you're focused on the people that work for you and the people that you interact with, again, as part of that paying it forward mentality is going to come back to you in the future and you are going to reap what you sow. So I love this theme, this theme of forgiveness, this theme of reaping what you sow. And I want to bring this interview now to present time because you have a lot of exciting things going on, Nancy. But Uh let's talk about one thing in particular right now that you're just really excited about that you'd like to share with Fire Nation. I'm excited about my next book. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. Um, so I have uh, two books coming out. One's what, what isn't what I'd call a, a real book. I'm actually going to write a full-length business book in PowerPoint and release it for free. So everyone should be looking for that. It's kind of like Slideology, but I'm going to release it for free. So that's, Nice. Make sure you get that on SlideShare too. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to partner with them and release it. But my next real piece of new intellectual property is around how to – uh, my work is steeped in story. So it's story though is bigger than that. It's, it's how to use stories, rituals, and symbols to turn an epic idea into a movement. So I've been studying movements, historical movements. Now in business, a movement could be anytime you need to coalesce people. It might be, wow, we only did 4% increase last year. We need to do 15% increase. That's a movement because you need to coalesce a lot of people yeah. around that initiative. But we studied traditional historic movements. We've studied business movements. And what we've done is we've, we, we classify them. How do you name this type of movement? So we've named multiple types of movement. And then it dawned on us when it was pinned up against the wall because I, I write everything on my wall. And, and the movements were classified. We realized that the, the movement itself is classified the same way as the ideas that started the movement. So that's kind of fun. And with the rise and fall of business, you know, businesses start 
they mature and they die unless you reinvent yourself. So same thing goes with ideas. So what we've done is we've mapped out the life cycle of an idea, what kind of communicator you need to be at each stage of the life cycle, and how do you create advocates for your idea um, in that life cycle. So there's beautiful visual models. It's, it's going to be stunning, and, and it's a very different piece of work. That was a very long um, definition because I don't have it all boiled down. Of course not, yeah. Whole thing's outlined, and uh, <laughs> I think it's going to rock. I think it's going to rock the world. I'm super excited about it. Well, I'm excited about it too. And I've recently had two amazing authors on the show, Jonah Berger and Robert Green. And it seems like what you're creating is like a mixture of contagious meets mastery. These two people that just love doing research and just diving down and coming up with, and for Jonah Berger, it was contagious. It was yeah, what makes things exactly. contagious. And with Robert yeah. Green, it's how to become a master. And I just love these books and there could not be enough of them written. So I'm excited yeah. to see where you come out with yours, Nancy, and we'll definitely share with Fire Nation when it does. Thank you. I'm excited about it. Fire Nation. Have you ever heard of eVoice? eVoice is a reliable voice service that was built to help you manage all of your voice calls without an extra employee having to be involved. If you don't have time to take a call, eVoice ensures it's routed for you. You can even read your voicemails as a text message. If you're not sold yet, get ready to hear about some amazing features that eVoice has to offer, like call screening and caller ID, conference calling, multiple greeting types, a dial-by-name directory, call recording, Woo! With all these features and more, plus no hardware or software to deal with, means eVoice sets up in minutes, not days or weeks, and without downtime or loss of productivity. If you're interested in checking out eVoice for yourself, go to eVoice.com and enter promo code FIRE for your 30-day free trial. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. So, Nancy, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? (laughs) Wish me luck, dude. (laughs) (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I don't think I've ever been held back. I was born to be one. I started, someone came through my line when I was a cashier at Long's Drugs said I was too smart to do that. And he handed me his small business and I ran it for him, quintupled it, and I was only 19. Love so I think that. I was born to do this. What is the best advice you've ever received? Uh, business advice, definitely good to great. Uh, Jim Collins said, if there's one thing you could do and you could be passionate about it, do just that one thing and be best in the world at it. And what is your thing, Nancy? Presentations, communication, Presentations. Yeah, persuasion. Yeah. Love it. What's something that's working for you, Nancy, right now? Besides my marriage and my wonderful children moving close after being away for nine years, um, I would say I have a lot of clarity, more clarity than I've had in a long time, Um, more on top of my game. So I think I finally have a rhythm to my schedule, which for most entrepreneurs, they must all be jealous right now of me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm jealous. Where's my rhythm? Yeah, my mornings are completely blocked until noon. That's why we couldn't even do this interview till after 12 noon. And uh, I get, I made time in my calendar, just sit and think and to think of good ideas and figure out where to take my company and figure out where to take, um, you know, all my new books and stuff. So love it. We had Barbara Corcoran on the show and she said all of her best business ideas came on vacation when she was unplugged. When you keep your head full of this white noise, it's not surprising that no new ideas ever come up. 
I go on these long walks. Like I just went on one on Saturday and I solved everything. I came in and I wrote five blog posts after a two hour walk. Like it would normally take me a long time to do that. So I definitely found ways to clear my head and uh, create meaningful work. Powerful. Do you have an internet resource, Nancy, like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I love Evernote. Um, <laughs> That's why I say because everybody was saying Evernote. Yeah. Um, I use Google Docs a lot. That's more cloud uh, than internet. That's a resource though. Yeah. And I, I like to go to Wikipedia to get a rough overview. I don't know that I trust the accuracy of Wikipedia. Um, so then if I find something that's intriguing, I go and do like real research on it. They're better. I'm still part of a rap band that I never had any part of because of <laughs> Wikipedia, but they're getting better. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we mentioned in today's episode by going to entrepreneuronfire.com slash Nancy Duarte. Nancy, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? It would be Good to Great by Jim Collins. Good to Great. It's a little dated. Great. The examples are dated, but I do believe it's filled with leadership truths, and um, I love it. Well, Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. So, Nancy, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, and come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would try to recreate kind of the spirit of the Silicon Valley in the sense that the thing I love about this place is people get together and they just talk about innovation. They talk about how to change the world. They talk about how to make the world a better place. So I would want to create an atmosphere or a place um, of sorts where people could gather and brainstorm and dream about what to do to make this world a better place. So obviously, first of all, I have to go find some friends, right? So (laughs) I would do a bunch of research on on who are the best dreamers and makers and shakers in, in the area that are closest to me, which is totally easy to find. I mean, you could probably do that in the first four hours. Um... And, and invite them, you know, to my place to, to dream about how to make the future a great place. That's like heaven to me when I can sit in a room and, and talk and dream and play in my head about the future. And that's the first thing I'd want to do is find people of like mind. I want to be at that place, Nancy. Thank you for sharing everything you have with Fire Nation. I love the theme of forgiveness, of reaping what you sow. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance then share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. I would say that entrepreneurs are such a different breed of people, and sometimes we get really discouraged at all the different things that pull on us and tear at us and claw at us, and sometimes we lose perspective of why we're even doing what we're doing. And I would say chin up. I just read a really great article recently that entrepreneurs are like wolverines. We're wild. We like to live on the wild side, but sometimes you know, being out in the foreground and being ahead of the pack is hard. And I just want to say, you know, we're wired to do what we do and we need to make sure we remember why, why we're doing what we do. And I hope that you stay in love uh, with what you've chosen to do and have the strength and energy to keep going. So you can reach me at Duarte.com. I'm on Twitter at Nancy Duarte. And I do friend everyone who connects to me on LinkedIn. 
Buyer Nation is well aware that they can receive everything that we've talked about today just by going to eofire.com, clicking on the podcast tab. Those are our archives. Nancy Duarte, she'll be sitting right there. Nancy, thank you for being so generous with your time, your experience, your expertise. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Fire Nation, are you an aspiring or new entrepreneur who's looking for a community of like-minded individuals who can offer support, tools, resources, and advice as you start your entrepreneurial journey? Fire Nation Elite is here to provide you with just that. 100% support, 100% of the time. Visit FireNationElite.com to fill out your application and schedule a 15-minute one-on-one chat with me today. In Fire Nation, last reminder for the episode, go to evoice.com, enter the promo code FIRE. You will not regret it. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.